You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. Welcome to Talking City, powered by Outside90.com. Hi everybody, you are listening to Talking City. We are coming to you live from the lovely Daily Football Show studios. Absolutely fantastic of them to put us up. My name is Matty B and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Will. G'day everyone. How are you going today, Will? Uh, not bad, not bad. Um, uh, good FIFA 17 session uh, today, probably about five hours. Um, other than that, yeah, um, going well. Fantastic, mate. And the other co-host, Matt. How are you, mate? Good self. Yeah, 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 I'm not too bad. It was nice of you to ask. Thanks for that, Will. Yeah, still walking on air after a uh, very good FFA Cup performance last week now. Yeah, fantastic performance. Uh, most well-rounded performance I can think I've seen in the Melbourne City shirt in a long time. Yeah, no, it was uh, absolutely fantastic. You know, 4-1, uh, knocking off the Wanderers. So, uh, you know, and that was sort of, going into that one, I sort of felt like a bit of a danger game for us, you know. Um, obviously, since last year, the result in the semi-final of the uh, FFA Cup left little to be desired. Definitely had banana skin written all over it, but mm. as soon as you see Redmayne in the opposition lineup, you just, you got to feel confident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> mate. Yeah, come on, come on. We, we, we miss Redmayne. <coughs> no, I'm just joking. Yes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a great performance, and... Yeah, like you said, it was probably one of the best performances of a Melbourne City um, I have ever seen, um, slash heart, uh, but without Aaron Moy. And Luke Braddon's already adapted himself into, you know, just one of a playmaker role, and he was absolutely superb. So if he has a really good season, then, you know, we we, we will look set properly. Have we seen a better debut in the A-League than um, Michael Jakobsen? A bicycle kick with his first touch in the league, like... How else can you improve from there? That is absolutely incredible. He'll, he'll, yeah, he'll never do that again. <laughs> I, I, asked, I, I did ask him on uh, Family Day um, if he actually scored a bicycle kick like that, and um, you know the answer, of course not. Um, so um, I, I said, well, I'm expecting another one um, in the derby. So oh, yeah. if he gets a few more, then oh, I might get a tattoo written Jakobson <laughs> on my breast. Yeah, so... <laughs> It's a lot of breasts to work with. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Good seek up. <laughs> um, speaking of Jakobsen, I think you'd, um, um, for me, he's definitely the most important player in this squad this season. I'm interested to know what you guys think, but just based look, looking at our recruitment last season and the gaps that we had in the squad last season, I think defence, for me, was always going to be a big problem. And, you know, obviously bringing this guy in as, as the real experienced linchpin to hold together that back four, I think there's a lot resting on him for us. Definitely the signing that JVS needed to get right the most. Like mm. you, can, you can carry your way through without a midfielder or even a striker, but you can't have a leaky defence. So the test will come this week. Yeah, no, it, it definitely will. Um, you know, I think uh, we, we saw the impact uh, that, that, you know, someone like Del Pierre had at, at the victory. And I, I think, you know, hopefully if we can get Close to that, out, out of out of Michael, I'd think that you know we'd be looking at a, a pretty a pretty solid season. Yeah, defense is all we need. Um, if we have a, we've got we've already got the attack. We've got Fornaroli, and we've got everyone. So, oh, oh, well, almost everyone. But that could make us win the um, the um, A League. So, I think I think if 
our defence is, you know, right, then I think we're up for a really good season. No worries at all. Well, we'll be back to talk about that and a little bit more shortly. You're listening to Talking City, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's Talking City, powered by Outside90.com. Okay, guys. Well, we were starting to talk a little bit about the squad before we went to the break. And, um, you know, we're talking about Bratton. We're talking about Jakobsen. I mean, we forgot the big boy, Timmy Cahill. Australia's uh, golden guy. Oh, he is the golden boy. How excited are you guys to have Timmy Cahill at City? Oh, once once I saw the photo of him with uh, Lampard and Perlo and um, Dave Villa, I, I, I literally just fainted. I was... <laughs> I was incredible. Like an, a hero of mine coming to play for my team is just—it's too good to be true. Um, he's going to bring so much. He's going to bring more fans. And um, like I said, um, in the membership, memberships have gone absolutely high. Um, shirts have been going through the roof. So he's going to bring a lot to the A League. And he's, he's not a, not even a game. And he's not going to play, of course, um, this this Saturday because of the Wellington game. Um, but already he's having a massive presence on the A-League. Easily the biggest signing the A-League's ever seen. His yeah. um, study came out yesterday that actually showed that he resonates more than Messi and Ronaldo with the Australian public. They know him better. And as we can see, it's culminating in a lot more memberships for us. Um, and him and Bruno seem to have a pretty good bromance building, which is <laughs> nothing but positive for us. You forgot Yoshi. Oh, Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi, yeah. We'll get to Yoshi later. Cop's a good dab. We all know that one. Yeah, he did. He did, absolutely. So where do you actually see Timmy fitting in? So, I mean, obviously last season, you know, Bruno was the the spearhead of this team, you know, scored what was, I think it was 25 goals in the league. You know, it was absolutely incredible. So you bring Timmy in who um, a lot of people, I think, view primarily as a centre forward or a striker. But, you know, over the course of his career, he's found himself playing a lot deeper, uh, you know, towards the midfield. Um, where, where do you guys see him fitting in and um, how do you see him complementing what we've already got and in particular Bruno? Uh, personally, I'd probably lead towards having him in a number 10. Um, Bruno and him clearly have a good link-up similar to what he had with Novio. So therefore, yeah, you, you saw it in the FFA Cup game. They look for each other. They're good with um, communication and even when they celebrate, they celebrate together. Yeah, like You've got to get him in behind and feeding the ball to him. Yeah, you can play, you know, Kale can play in, you know, four or five positions. Um, you can play in the midfield. He can play attacking role. So um, I think against uh, the Wanderers, he played in the midfield role, I'm pretty sure. So and, Number 10, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like a number 10. So, yeah, I reckon I reckon that's the best position for him mm. um, in this uh, city side because um, if he takes up four in the role, spot, um, role then, you know, yeah. He's not, he's not going to score 25 goals. The other big advantage, um, towards the end of last season, every team was double-manning uh, Bruno. You can't double-man two people up front. Yeah. You know? So you throw him up front, there's there's a big question to be asked of every defence in the league. Yeah. Who knows who can deal with him? Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a very multifaceted player, I guess. So you can use him in a number of roles, like you guys said. 
You know, um, in that game against the Wanderers, I think his his link up with Bruno and the rest of the guys was absolutely exceptional. And you know, um, his work when we didn't have the ball as well was was brilliant. You know, pressing high up the pitch and trying to win it back quickly, which I think was um, is is something that with the way that we play, I think is going to be very important to us. So yeah, I would definitely be looking that, to see him in that number ten role. And in in some cases, obviously it's horses for courses, but even playing up up front alongside Bruno. Um, you know, we, we do have a number of other players coming in as well, fellas. So, you know, uh, we did mention Bratton and Jakobsen. We've also got, uh, you know, another couple of South Americans, uh, Fernando Brandon and uh, Nicolas Colazzo. Uh, your thoughts on those two guys and uh, what they're going to be doing for us? Uh, Brandon's pace um, to get started is just um, wicked. Although he's the fastest player, in, uh, according to FIFA, um, still, I watched him against the Wanderers very carefully and... His his pressure is just fantastic. He's got a hell of a leap on him too, yeah, for a little bloke. Yeah, I know. So he's going to be very vital. Um, uh, I think uh, you know I'll put him in my starting eleven, in my best eleven, um, because he's just got that pace, just the pressure. Um, you know that's what we need. And then he can put the ball into Cahill or Fornaroli. So yeah, I think um, I think he's. A, Really good fit, and he's adapting well, which is good, which is very vital. Um, Colasso for me as well. Um, you know, he's one game we've seen him play. Um, too early call, but yeah, you know, he's he's got he's got the talent to. Mm. You know, he could he could turn into something like Fornaroli, like a he can turn into like a a, a mass, amazing player in the A League. Do we? Do you guys see Colasso playing? <laughs> Further up the pitch, perhaps on the wing or as a wide forward, or you know uh, maybe towards left back. Uh, in an ideal world, I think he'll be further up the pitch. Um, we've seen him in practice matches at, at the City Football Academy, where he's actually scored against Auckland, yeah. which is you know massive confidence boost in your second game for the club. Like the FFA Cup game, he was barely off the plane, and he still had quite a good impact and should have scored. So I'm thinking I'd prefer to see him further up the field. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a bit of a difficult one, isn't it? Because I think um, I, I do like Josh Rose as a footballer. I think, you know, he's a very experienced campaigner and he's been solid uh, for most of his career in the A-League. But um, I think that left-back is potentially a weakness for us. Um, I do think that most squads in the A-League have glaring weaknesses. It's the nature of the competition, salary caps and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'd probably be leaning towards seeing him at left-back. To be honest, because I do think you know, with Bruce Kamau, who's also come in from Adelaide, and um, and Fernando on, on you know in those wing positions, you've also got guys like Nicky Fitzgerald, who can do a job out there as well, a very good job, you know. So for me, I, I'd be looking to slot him into that left back spot and um, and and go from there. But uh, you know, we will see how it goes. So I mean, like I sort of did touch on Bruce Kamau as well, uh, another uh, local player, I guess. When I say local, I mean from Australia. So bringing some more of those young talents young talented players in uh we we seem to do, done a bit of a raid on adelaide in recent times uh with with kamau and <clears throat> stefan mock and uh who else was from adelaide was uh garusha melling all were Grusha originally melling, from, yeah. from adelaide so a number of them having moved on in the off season but um you know a little bit of little bit of poaching from the old reds i was impressed with kamau's final series um he was he was, quite he, good. he was he just turned himself into another um his his you know his performances in the final series just made him you know feeling a potential you know Socceroos um if he wants to play for the Socceroos um in the future so he's got he's got amazing he's got massive potential with him so i think coming to melbourne city 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to learn from Cahill, of course, and he's got so much leaders. And I think having Sorensen there as well as Fornaroli, Cahill, we've got a really good leadership group. Um, so I think for the youngsters, we've we've signed a lot of youngsters as well. Don't forget that. Mm. Um, so we've got really good leadership as well. So I think to have those leaders is really important in any football club. You've got to have Definitely. those. Definitely. So, um, so obviously it would uh, be uh, probably remiss of us, I guess, to to not mention the uh, the injuries as well. We've uh, it's been sad to see Corey Gamero go down with a another ACL. This is, uh, I think. This is the third one of, of his career. Third, correct. Yeah, so, I mean, that's um, 12 months out for him. And that, that, that's a real shame for mine because Corey's always looked like such a dynamic you know, forward. His, his time at Sydney, I think the season before he did his ACL, he was real crucial to them. Um, and, you know, not only is he a dynamic player, but he seems like a, a good bloke, you know, a, seems to get along with a lot of the boys and, you know, has a lot of time for fans. So, you know, very disappointing there. Have, having chatted with him, even at the Port Melbourne game, he has so much time to just chat to everyone. He loves the club, which is amazing to think he hasn't been here that long. Mm. Uh, and he was so close to um, being back in full fitness and slowly building up towards match play and to have him go down. It's one of the most shattering injuries I can think of. Yeah, yeah, it's up there with uh, Menzel's in the AFL. And I think they actually met up. They uh, did, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, which was good of Menzel to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really sad um, to see Gamera down because, you know, he's, he's a quality player. He's a quality player. We've seen, uh, when he was at Sydney, he had a really good game against us. I think it was our first game again as Melbourne City. As most players have done at some point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, and so the other one being uh, Ivan Franjic. Uh, so he's, he had a bit of a virus, uh, which I, I'm no doctor, so um, the specifics might elude me, but yet something uh, involving inflammation of the heart. Um, and he was off at Dubai, I think, uh, earlier in the preseason, getting treatment or something to that regard. I'm not sure, but um, apparently, it's apparently I'm not sure who reported it precisely, but it, it has been reported that he should be back in November. Um, so, yeah, that's a, another another injury which I think is going to have an, a, an effect on us because he would be the starting right back of this squad. Um, very talented player, Socceroo, until injuries sort of cut him down in the last season or so. Um, so hopefully we get him back sooner rather than later, but I think yeah, we'll probably find that uh, Retray maybe maybe stepping up in his absence or even Chapman, as we've seen in some yeah, of the Chapman. Uh, preseason. Chapman definitely has a point to prove this season. A lot of people got on his back towards the end of the last year, and I, myself included. Um, so he's really got to step up and show show what he's capable of because there's no no doubting his talent. It just comes down to work rate, it appears. Mm. Um, and on Frontage, he has been back training with the guys, so that's always a good start. Get them back in training and then um, then work them back into match play. Yeah, fantastic. All right, guys. Well, um, that's uh, that's it for a chat about the squad. We'll uh, go away for another quick break and then um, we'll come back to preview the Wellington game this weekend. You're listening to Talking City, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's Talking City, powered by Outside90.com. All right, fellas. So um, this weekend, the A-League is back officially. No cups, just the league. So um, we have got Wellington Phoenix away, um, which has generally been an absolute death trap for us over the Mm -hmm. years. 
So uh, you've uh, you've come up with a little little bit of background work for me here, uh, Maddie. So um, we've played them 19 times in the league, and according to your statistics, we have beaten them six times, drawn six times, and lost seven. Yeah, the stats actually look good. Like, don't look the worst when you read them like that. But unfortunately, when you look at the stadium specific, apparently we've only won two games there. That's definitely not what we want as a re- as a result wise. Um, we did play them only a few weeks ago in a preseason fixture in Townsville where we did go down 4-1, but the boys were doing two-a-day sessions for over a week in the heat. So we've got to, got to keep in mind that we have had an interesting preseason, so we can't just go on those results. But yeah, we need to turn around that Westpac Stadium. So, so what you're telling me is it's not, it's not time to panic yet. Is that what you're telling me? Not saying it yet. We'll, we'll see. Okay. If we were to lose, would it be time to panic? be time for a certain uh, tanned manager to take his leave. Oh, cut. No, okay. <laughs> Let's not talk about we're, it. Let's, we're about no. 20 minutes into the first one, the first one we've done, and it's already, it's already out on the table. All right. Um, yeah, okay. So like you said, the last time we played him, we did get absolutely spanked, but that was a preseason fixture, so we're not going to look at that too closely. But in regards to the game this weekend, um, the, the lack of international breaks in the A-League has thrown up a nice, tasty little uh, twist to this game. With uh, Phoenix missing about five or six players, yeah. um, being called up mostly to the All Whites, I believe, yeah. and um, obviously the debut of Timmy Cahill will be delayed by a week. Um, does that uh, make you feel slightly more confident? The fact that Wellington are going to be undermanned, or uh, you know, historically that hasn't always worked in our favour. Yeah. You know what? I actually think it. I think it will because the Wellington missing some very key players. Um, Barbarossa is, is one. Um, they're also missing out McGlinchey, Geronte, uh, um, the captain, and um, R- Riddleton in the midfield. So they're they're going to miss some. They're missing some really key players. So it's not going to be their best side, but they've still got Bonavasia and Finkler. So you know, as they're they're my place to watch because oh yeah, yeah they're they're you know quality. I wouldn't watch Finkler too much unless he's taken free kicks. And <laughs> yeah. Aside from that, he doesn't really do too much. But. Yeah. Is an issue if they get a free kick within um within you know twenty five yards. I'm just going to turn around and not watch. Yeah, unfortunately, can't go into this game with too much confidence because as we would all remember that heart game where they had literally eight to nine players out and we still managed to not be able to beat them. Just makes you not that confident in our um in our international break standard. We so just we got like to, to make things interesting, mate. It's it's different to last season because last season was Aaron Moy was missing so. You know, we've, we're missing Kate Hill. It'd still be vital, but, you know, with, with the depth we have is, you know, we have, we, have, we, we have a good squad for the Wellington game on Saturday. So I'm, I'm, I disagree. I, I'm confident um, coming into this game. I'm not too confident, of course. Can't be. <laughs> Let's I'd be honest, though. We'll, we'll, have to save, we'll have to save that um, for, for next week. And if, if, if we're coming here after a loss, I'm going to roll that out, that audio. Oh. I'm sure we can work that out somehow. Um, so looking at looking at the game specifically, like how do you guys think we're going to line up? So I mean, um, we've we've been playing kind of uh, we we did play a four four two against the Wanderers. Do you expect to see that? You know, uh, do you expect to see that again for the Wellington game, or do you think we, we're going to change that up? And who do you who do you think will take the pitch as well? So I'll just throw that out to both of you just for an open conversation. Well, I've I've got a starting eleven um, prediction. Oh, here we um, go. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna p- p- probably play four at the back again. Um, as in the Wanderers game, uh, play three in the mid, three in midfield, two out wide and one, one. He's. I think it's 
going to be a four five one four three three. Maybe, but that's my opinion. But I, I'm not John, John Van JVS. Um, no, you are not. Otherwise, Matty yeah. would be at your throat, wouldn't you, mate? Yes, but um, 100%. I, but I think um, uh, debuts Colasso, Braden, um, Caceres. Oh, he's already played. Um, Camus, <laughs> yeah, a few Brand. games last year. Yeah, um, Brandon, um, Jakobsen. So we've probably four or five de- um, debutants in that game. Um, it's going to be um, Chapman again on the right back and um, Colasso on the left back, I think, or Josh Rice. That's going to be interesting. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing if Cameron plays because um, uh, he's in my fantasy team, so he needs to perform. I wish I could come in with the confidence that JVS could change a formation as much as you've just suggested about our players, but has he ever changed formation? Oh, yeah, oh yes, yes. In the one he put played the four four two, whatever he did. Um, he's changed two in the whole time he's been at the club. Not that confident he's that prepared to throw out a change. But I think you're definitely right. We will see a fair few debutants. Um Bratton really needs to start like needs to earn his keep this season in regards to um just trying to be Moy as much as he can because if he wants to play in the national team anymore, he needs to try emulate Moy. Um, this, we've got a perfect platform for, platform for him to do it. Who, who else in the A-League can uh, he provide so many balls to that should be scored? I think we've got more of a balance, though, than than when we had Moy. I think this is a team, that, that a midfield that can share the load. You know, um, when, when Moy was there, like you said, he had to, you know, playing balls to everybody. He had to do a lot. He had to really put that team on his shoulders to a degree. As, as good as, you know, there were other good players in that team, but he really carried the midfield. With, with this team, I mean, you've got Neil Kilkenny, who we didn't actually speak about um, when we were talking about the signings. You've got Neil Kilkenny, you've got Bratton. And despite some of his struggles last season, I think in a, in a freer role without Moy in his space, I think Caceres could have a good season for us. So I don't necessarily think that Bratton needs to to shoulder the load of the midfield, but I think that we are going to be... His ability to, to spread the ball from deep and to, and to you know, get, get it quickly, get it forward quickly is going to be absolutely crucial. I'll, I'll give you that, but... I think that going head-to-head with most midfields overall, when you're talking about midfield threes or midfield fours, I think we should be able to, to take it to anybody in this league. Should be able to outclass him. But yeah, if he, if he wants to play national team, that's where he really oh, needs, of course. To, that's where of he course. needs to step up. I think at the moment in that, in those, that central area of the, of the national team, he's in a bit of trouble anyway. I mean, you've got Moy, you've got Luongo, you've got you know uh, Millet still there. And yeah, Rogic. Yeah, yeah, Milligan as well. And Milligan, you know, yeah, that, that that's a tough area for him. So, you know, I think that uh, he, he'd just do well to focus on City at this point and, and maybe hope that, like, there's five injuries in the national team. But um, so I, I'm actually going to go with the 4-5-1 as well. I think um, you're probably going to see a flat back four of uh, Chapman, uh, Jakobsen. Who's the other one going to be? Chapman. Uh, Malik. Malik, uh, I well, I actually think Colazo will start at left back, and I think obviously your midfield three of uh, Bratton, Caseras, Kilkenny, uh, Kamal, and Fernando on the wings, and Bruno up front. So with obviously the big Dane in goal. Um, so uh, look, yeah, I, I, I am I am confident. I am confident. I think um, you know, uh, the old travelling hoodoo of of the heart. We should be able to overcome that with the team that we've got. Yeah, time time to start turning around our away game loss percentage of fifty three percent. Something that definitely needs to be changed. Mister, not confident over here. You know, 
Come Someone's got to be a realist sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's only stats I use, champ. <laughs> we found right. the pessimistic one on the first episode. That's, that's your bit, mate. We, we've already got that all sorted out for you. In all seriousness, no. This is a game we should be getting two or three goals and winning comfortably. Oh, it just comes down I, to how we play. Oh, Jesus. I don't like saying things like that. Yeah, so um, I, I guess the next time I'll be speaking to you, fellas, will probably be after a sound loss now that you've, now that you've given us the old jinx. So, um, I touched wood. That's all it's about. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, but uh, look, that, that's probably all from us uh, today, guys. So um, thanks for coming along for this. Uh, Hope you had as much fun as I did. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, uh, but don't forget, guys, um, make sure you get down to the Mount View pub uh, in Richmond. Uh, the club are going to be having a viewing for the game, and uh, that's going to be in conjunction with the Melburnians fan group as well. So get down there and, um, and watch us against Wellington with a few other City fans. And thanks to everyone for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, see you later. Thanks for listening to Talking City, powered by Outside90.com. Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.